Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Happy Thanksgiving to all of our friends here in the States celebrating today. Top of my list of things to be grateful for is having friends like y'all getting to have conversations with these amazing guests who join us here on the podcast and knowing that we are all on this journey together. I'm so grateful. And we have got a great show in store. One of our favorites is here, and we are thankful for that, too. Before we dive into today's conversation, I want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Pretty much on the daily, we're faced with challenging moments that have us thinking, couldn't we have had a class on this in high school? Or somehow coping with difficult decisions and tough emotions didn't make coach so-and-so syllabus. But here we are having to deal with it anyway. It's normal to feel stuck in times like that. Navigating any of life's challenges can make you feel unsure, whether you're dealing with friendship or relationship challenges, a career change, or a tough ending. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills. They can step in as that teacher and guide that we sometimes need. I know my therapist, I saw her yesterday. In fact, she's been extremely helpful during seasons when I've felt stuck. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. They make that so seamless because it really, really matters. You don't have to deal with any awkward waiting room, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. That's betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. And just a reminder that all the links to our sponsors, the transcript of this show, a link to sign up for our weekly email newsletter, the AFD Week in Review, and all the details about our Advent series, all of those links are conveniently available in the show notes below, right where you're listening. So make sure you check that out. Today on the show, I get to talk with our friend, Father Mike Schmitz. Y'all know Father Mike. You probably remember him from our Christmas party last year where I cried a lot. It was episode 11 of those 12 days if you want to go back and listen. Well, Father Mike is a Catholic priest, the director of Youth and Young Adult Ministries in the Diocese of Duluth in Minnesota. He's a speaker and an author, and his primary ministry is to the college students at the University of Minnesota in Duluth. He's also the host of the podcast, The Bible in a Year with Father Mike Schmitz, in which he reads the entire Bible and gives his own commentary and prayers every day. Y'all, he is such a wise and thoughtful friend, and I just couldn't think of a better voice to both celebrate Thanksgiving with and to have our final episode before our Advent series begins. And also, friends, if you've already signed up at AnnieFDowns.com slash Advent, in your Advent library, you can watch this conversation with me and Father Mike. We recorded the whole thing. If you guys have not joined up yet and you want to, it is not too late. Just head to AnnieFDowns.com slash Advent, and there you will be able to watch this conversation as well. So here's my conversation with Father Mike Schmitz. Well, welcome back to That Sounds Fun, Father Mike. Let's go. <laughs> I'm so happy you're here. Yeah, let's, do it. It. let's do it. Let's do it. I think us, so. AFD. Yeah, We're back. that's right. We're back. How does it feel to be back on That Sounds Fun? Did you think you got okay. away from us forever? <laughs> no. AFD on TSF. That's it. I, um, <laughs> no, I'm so grateful. I, I I don't know if I've ever communicated this to you, like after our, the last time I yeah. got to be on your show, but I was just, I was so moved. I was just, it was one of the best, exp- one of the best fruits that has come out Aww. of um, the Bible in a year for me after the whole thing, yeah. where it was just being able to have a connection with you Thanks. and be able to be on your show. And then also there were so many people, um, I, I know a lot of uh, 
Catholics who listen to your show and I know yeah. a lot of, and they were like, oh my gosh, you're on Annie Downs. <laughs> da, da, da. And, and like, you made it. And I'm like, I know. And then, <laughs> and then there were a number of people who they watched, they listened to uh, our, the one where I was yeah. on and they started listening to the Bible. And I'm just so grateful. Um, yeah, I'm just also, just for you, Annie, yourself, you yourself. Um, so when you got asked, could I be on? I was like, oh my gosh, whatever we need to do. Um, just you need to. I need to because well, I just. You're I'm so kind. For I know you. your schedule is wildly insane, and so you setting aside time to help us think through Advent in a way that I, I'm just thrilled about this. A, I love being your friend, but B, I love learning about how Catholics and Protestants are similar. I think mm -hmm. so much is taught and said about how different we are. And I love when we have similarities. And I also can't yeah, wait to learn definitely. about what I don't know about Advent. So <laughs> we're going to dive into that. But first, um, year two of Bible in a Year. People yes. are going through it. That has been my favorite feedback after you being on the show, besides everybody wants to be your friend, is <laughs> that people started listening to the Bible. Yeah, yeah. It, that, that same thing with me. It was just like, it was... It was incredible. Just the people, the amount of number of people, the number of people who responded to your just opening that invitation, I think, to the Bible and to that pot, my, yeah. that particular podcast. Yeah. Um, I think for a lot of people, they, they trust you so much um, because you, you're so trustworthy. You've, you've earned their trust, our, our trust. And um, so I think when, you know, you, you gave really, really high praise, I think about it every, almost, well, at least once a week um, <laughs> about how at least for, I think you had said something along the lines of, at least for the year 2021, I was kind of your, your your pastor. Yes. Um, in that sense, and I I think about it. I really, I truly, I think about it almost every week, and yeah. every time I record, because right now I'm recording a new like daily yeah. podcast. Um, I think about it, and I think I wonder what Annie would. <laughs> <laughs> What's Annie gonna say about this? Don't do that to yourself, Father Mike. Um, do we get to talk about the new podcast you're recording, or is that kind if of under? Want, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we've done two years of Bible in a year, and will they release that again in 23? Is yes. there another round? Okay, so if anybody yeah. hasn't listened to the Bible in a year, they can listen to that starting with you on January one. But then you're also doing the Catechism for 23. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So uh, the history of the catechism goes back. We were talking before we started this. It goes all the way back to um, the first couple centuries of the church. There was this thing called the Jerusalem Catechesis. And so when someone became a Christian, um, there there was the proclamation of the gospel, proclamation of Jesus Christ as the Lord and calling people into a relationship with God. And yet afterwards, there's this period called mystagogy. And so where the mysteries of the faith were, were unpacked. Wow. And so in order to for people to understand in fact it's really remarkable there is a uh, description it's okay so last night you were baptized here's what happened <gasps> here's what that meant wow. so it's almost even like after the fact here you were lowered into the waters and then this is what happened and then uh you received the eucharist and this is what happened and it's almost like they they, they waited to explain the mysteries yeah. at, until after someone was was brought into the family Oh, that's um, now, cool. Yeah, and, and in some ways, it freaks people out. It's like, wait a second, I want to know. <laughs> yeah. Before I say yes, I, I did know that yesterday. Yes <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what that was. Yeah. Um, but but so so the, that is unpacking like the teaching, right? So that's what yeah. catechesis means. And so it takes the Lord's uh, injunction, you know, you know, the Great Commission, yeah. baptize, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. That that second part, that teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you is part of the catechesis. So the idea was, um, well, okay, here's the Bible. Here's the Word of God. Again, unique, completely unique, right, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then here's a summary of what, in this case, uh, Catholics believe. So yeah. that's what the catechism is. And um, the most recent one, mo the most recent universal catechism 
It took a couple decades to write and um, to assemble, and it was promulgated or published, I think, in 1991 or so, somewhere in there. I was in high school. Yeah. And I remember seeing this big honking book come out, <laughs> and I thought, I bet there's a lot of good info in there. Yeah, like, I, I bet that'll take a long time it. to read. <laughs> yes, maybe a year. Yeah, who can believe? <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, it is something that, like, sorry that I don't know this, but I'm going to ask you all no, the questions. Protestant questions I don't have the answers to, or the Catholic <laughs> questions that this Protestant doesn't have the answers to. Does everyone have a catechism in their house? Like we have Bibles in our houses? That's a good question. Um, that's not that's not a dumb question. That's a really good question. I, I'm I'm a firm believer in the fact that there are no dumb questions, only dumb answers. So <laughs> okay, I try get to ready avoid then. <laughs> it's on part. to you. <laughs> um, a lot of people do, not everyone does. Okay. Um, and so it's one of those things where it's a it's more or less a reference book rather than something that you would I mean, if you wanted to say, okay, there, there's a great um, index in the back. So if you're just saying, I want to I read about um, hypostatic union, <laughs> for why not? Sure. Why wouldn't you want to do that? Look under HY, you know, and find that. Yeah. And, uh, or something like, um, what is the role of, uh, or what's the teaching on something like uh, the death penalty? So you'd look up death penalty, and wow. then here's the, okay. a summary of the church's teaching on the death penalty. Um, and so it's really in-depth. I mean, it, it, as I said, it's a chunk of change. Yeah. But it is... Um, I, I really believe it is, it's really beautiful. Um, the first couple weeks of the podcast will be relatively dry because <laughs> it's all like preamble stuff and it's yeah, kind of like, learning here's part. why the catechism exists and here's why it's important. It's just all nice. But then like we you get into the depth of like, here's the mystery of God. One of my favorite, uh, paragraph 222, I think, it says, um, Jesus reveals the innermost mystery of God. Mm-hmm. And you just like think of it like, Wait, the Son of God, Jesus reveals the innermost yeah. mystery of God. And I remember when I first read that, I paused because there's a colon there. And like, here's what the innermost, and I think I remember thinking, what is it? What's the innermost mystery yeah. of God? And then it says that he is an eternal exchange, that God is an eternal exchange of love. Wow. That That's the innermost secret of God. Wow. Um, the innermost mystery. Innermost and mystery. that his Father loving the Son, the Son loves the Father, that yeah. Holy the Holy Spirit so real that it's a person. Um and uh, yeah, so just like things like that, there's things that there's four parts to it. You, maybe you're getting more than you want. No, I'm, I'm um, all the way in on this. I'm learning. There's four pillars, yeah. the four parts. The first part is what we believe. So it's the creed. It's based off of the Apostles' Creed. Yeah. And it refers a lot to the Nicene Creed too. Uh, second part is um, how, we, uh, how we worship. And so it's like sacraments and things like this. Then it's uh, morality, how we live based off the Ten Commandments. And then the last part is how we pray. It's on prayer. And all of those those next three sections, I mean, the first section on the creed is powerful and beautiful and, and gives us a lot of info. Yeah. Like it takes everything from scripture and can distill it into, this is what, that, this is what then we can say about God, um, yeah. that he's revealed. This is what he's revealed to us. And it puts it in a word that, or in a way that articulates it in just kind of a a different way. So hopefully it kind of penetrates our minds and hearts in a new way. But that last section, that last pillar on the, on prayer, it was written by a whole pillar on prayer. Yeah. It's just, it's incredible. It's, it's amazing. It, it, it is my favorite. And, um, I'll, I'll mention this in the podcast, but it was written by a, um, what, where, where does he live? Um, he was in Beirut when Beirut was being bombed out in the, I think the eighties. Um, and he was in the in a, like a in a cellar in a basement with like candlelight on a typewriter, and he was writing out this incredibly beautiful pillar on prayer. This is how we have a life of prayer. Yeah. This is how God calls us to pray. How He gives us His grace so we can pray. And it it 
it's amazing. And then you realize the context of, oh, this was written in a cellar yes. by candlelight yes. as above him, you know, bombs are raining on his hometown. Oh and you think, yeah, that's that's when we need to pray. We need to not just pray on, on sunny days, blue sky days. We need yeah. to pray when the bombs are coming yeah. too. So it's just And if he cool. can have a discipline of prayer, <laughs> why <Yep>. can't I? <laughs> well, I don't have a cellar, Annie. That's right, why. That's why I live in a condo. I don't have a downstairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all, That's what it is. Um, okay. So we, after you and I talked last year, I got the, or I may have gotten it right before, but I got the Ascension Press Catholic Bible. Yeah. And... One of the things I notice when I'm thinking about the catechism and thinking about where that, what meets what I believe as a Protestant, for starters, some of the Psalms are numbered differently. Why is that? Yeah. How did that happen? That's, that's a great question. You know, the, so the, see, the, um, the Latin translation, uh, the, um, called the Vulgate, and the, what was the next translation? Uh, but the Vulgate translated things different or, or numbered things differently because, you know, the Bible wasn't numbered to chapters and verses sure. until, what was it, 1600? Oh, wow. I would have to go back on that. I'm not sure, but it took a while. Yeah. And so um, because of that, there were a couple different versions that just numbered them slightly differently, kind of like, um, like the commandments. Mm. Um, there's like, there's the way that Catholics number the commandments that keep, um, that separate the last two, which would be, um, do not covet your neighbor's ox or his property, or his wife would be uh, nine and nine and ten. Um, oh. Versus, in the Protestant way to number that is those two are together, and the first two are split up. Yes, that's and right. So, but the, but all the words are there. Yeah, so yeah, all the words are there. All, that's what I've figured out. Because when I do my um, numbering. like when I look on Blue Letter Bible or when I look on the Bible, right. the U version app, and I compare the versions I read with the Catholic version, I'm like, well, the words are yeah. there. That's just 84 instead of 86. That's all. Right. The words right. are there. Um, and I'll tell you the other big thing you've done in my heart is when I take communion, now I kind of say, Jesus, I don't know if this becomes your body and your blood, but I'm interested in the idea of it. So <laughs> I'm interested. <laughs> if that's it's a mystery I've never known before. Let's go. That sounds great to me. So I, I am, I say that almost every time I take communion, I say, you know, I think I say your name, Father Mike, as I'm sitting here thinking about what I say to Jesus. I'm always like, Father Mike says, this becomes your body and your blood in me. So I'm interested. Um, okay. Advent, same yes. or different between Protestant church and Catholic church? Do you know? It's a great question. It's a great question because I only know the Catholic <laughs> version. Um, okay, good. Well, well, that's what I want you to teach us. And I'll just thumbs up, thumbs down, whether that's what okay, we yeah. know too. <laughs> the four candles. Right. So what are the four candles? Or I guess there's five if you count Christmas Eve. Right. So, yeah, so we have four and I guess there are some Advent wreaths or, you know, that have a fifth for Christmas Day. That's a great point. Um, so, uh, yeah. Gosh, like how to start. So how did Advent even come about is a big is a big question. <gasps> so that. one of the things yes. we have is we have a liturgical so the 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 people who listen who will listen to your podcast, those who come from like a liturgical background. Yep. When I say liturgical, I mean that um there's kind of a format when it comes to the way they celebrate on Sunday. Yes. Um that that goes back, you know further than a couple decades, um, typically. And then we also have a liturgical calendar. So like, yes. it's not just on Sundays and at weekday services or weekday masses, we call them. Um, it's a format there, but also we have litur liturgical calendar where the new church year begins on the first Sunday of Advent and the Sunday before Advent, uh, the church year ends. And it always concludes, well, as of the, I think 1950s, um, uh, with the feast of Christ, the King of the Universe. Actually, the 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 official term I think is 
Christ the King, Lord of the Universe is wow. the, the feast, which I, you know, at first, as a, I remember as a kid, I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, but I, you enter into that and realize, yeah, we, we actually, the last few Sundays leading into the end of the church year, this feast of Christ the King, Lord of the Universe, are all about when, when we read about how Jesus is saying, okay, wait, watch, stay awake. Yeah. Um, you don't know when the hour. And so what we get is we're given at the end of the year is we're given that reminder of we don't know the day or the hour. We don't know the time. So we have to be awake. We have to watch. We have to be prepared um, because the Lord is coming back. And yeah. that's the thing is so easy for us to forget um, unless we hold that in front of our, our, our eyes. And so it's one of the reasons why I love the liturgical calendar is because there's, okay, here's a time for feasting. Here's a time for fasting. Here's a time yes. to um, to remember of God's intimacy, his His closeness. Also a time to remember that he is the Lord of the universe. Yes. There's a time to remember that what he did back then. And there's also a time to be reminded of what he's going to do still. Yeah, and I right. just love that. And even I forget, the church reminds me. And that's why yeah. one, of I, one of the reasons I love the, like that, uh, circular nature. Yeah, we actually created one ball. with our Advent series. We created oh, a liturgical calendar awesome. that has Easter tide and Christmas tide and yes. Advent and Lent and Pentecost and all the things. But you know me, I went That's for awesome. Christmas tide and Easter tide. I was like, Easter tide <laughs> is two days longer than Lent. We need to talk about it. We celebrate two days longer than we grieve. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it was just amazing, right? It's yeah. that, that's that, that reality that we're reminded um, that just what you said, we feast longer than we fasted. Yeah. We can celebrate the resurrection longer than we prepared to enter into the passion. Yes. And, uh, and I think, you know, to have both is, is to have balance in yes. so many ways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about one of our amazing partners, BASE. It can be hard to fit everything in, especially when it comes to luggage, as you heard me say on Monday's episode. But with BASE, there's room for everything, even if you're like me and prefer to bring along your whole closet. Four pairs of shoes for a weekend trip is not a problem. A couple extra pairs of pants, bring it all with BASE. BASE was created by the actress Shay Michelle to make sleek and affordable bags, luggage, and accessories designed to help you travel effortlessly while still looking fashionable. Base has thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360 degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need to keep organized. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the weekender bag is super functional, and even has a place to store your shoes separately. That's brilliant. The weekender is known to be a topic of conversation around our office. It's basically the perfect bag for a weekend getaway. Every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it in the cargo or overhead. And Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. So whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. Right now, Base is offering our friends 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash that sounds fun. So go to B-E-I-S. T-R-A-V-E-L dot com slash that sounds fun for 15% off your first purchase. Again, that's B-E-I-S travel dot com slash that sounds fun. And I want to tell you about another one of our incredible partners, Athletic Greens. I don't know about y'all, but knock on wood, I'd like to do whatever it takes to stay healthy this holiday season. And Athletic Greens is one way to do that. So wait, what is Athletic Greens exactly? It's this powder that you mix into really cold water and just one scoop delivers 75 high quality vitamins minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, and your immune system. 
And we already talked about how it helps you with energy, recovery, and focus. Yes, please. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. This is one thing that you can do every single day to be a really good friend to yourself. And your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in, especially now that the time change means we don't get quite as much sunlight. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. 7,000, y'all. And I love this. For every purchase we make, they donate to organizations that help provide nutritious food to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the U.S. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into cold and flu season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sounds fun. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sounds fun to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. And now back to our conversation with Father Mike. But I did not know that the Christian calendar starts on Advent. So the yeah, so the a- so the last Sunday before people are hearing this on Thanksgiving, last Sunday was the last Sunday of the year. This coming Sunday yeah. is the first Sunday of the new year. Right. Yes. Fascinating. And first Sunday of Advent. First Sunday of Advent. Yeah. It's a. Uh, yeah. It's 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 great. <laughs> so are your sermons? So when you um, teach on the first Sunday of Advent, which is the first Sunday of the year, do you treat it like a New Year conversation, like New Year, New You kind of thing? I have said those things. Yes. Really? No, I, I definitely have. I have. Um, so one of the things that I've tried to do is, is have that context. You know, it's crazy. The, well, not crazy. The difficult part of this is um, it always happens at the end of the school year and at, at the end of the, the uh, calendar year. And so you're trying to think, okay, here we are. New year, you guys, let's start. And people, their minds are end of the semester. They're at yeah. end of the calendar year. And so one of the things we just... Uh, what I'll try to do is, is say, okay, what are some of the other purposes of Advent? And so it's, it's you might say classically, I think going back to like 480, um, one of the purposes for, the two dual purpose for Advent was preparation and penance. So oh, wow. but all of it oriented towards preparation. And so there's kind of this, uh, they talk about what they call the, the three comings of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's preparation for those three comings of Christ. So the first coming, obviously, at Christmas time. Yeah. And so we're preparing to enter into the celebration of Christmas. And in that season of Christmas, you probably know this already, but um, so uh, ABC Families, 25 Days of Christmas yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. it is, um, that happens from December 1st to December 25th. Yes. Um, so the 12 days of Christmas actually start on Christmas Day yes. and go 12 days to after Epiphany, that. Epiphany, my tithing. favorite day exactly. of the year, Good. Father Mike. I love Epiphany. It's my favorite day of the year. You know this already. Oh, I love it. And so, and so what we're meant to do is, okay, these take these four weeks and prepare, A, to remember what God has done for us, uh. to prepare, prepare to enter into the celebration for what he has done. But then there's these other two preparations. That's what I think a lot of us focus on. Yeah. Um, it becomes like, yeah, how do I get ready? And I know for myself too, there's something about, there's so much nostalgia when it comes to Christmas. There's so much goodness when it comes to like all of the things surrounding it. Some people, we can lament a little bit how it's become more of a secular holiday yeah. than a Christian holiday. At the same time, whatever we can use to get us to this place, I think sometimes right. is really, really helpful. Get in the room um, with the gospel. Just get in the room with right, the yeah, gospel. Yeah, 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 exactly. I love that and, idea. And there's, there's some things about like, yeah, okay, hot cocoa and 
the Bible is good, yeah, you know, or yeah. whatever. <laughs> and peppermint in, and <laughs> and getting ready for Jesus' birth. Like, That's okay. Right. So the first thing is, how do we prepare to celebrate what God has done for us? So enter into that. But then the other two comings of Christ um, that the church invites us to prepare for, one is how he comes to us every day. And so particularly how he comes to us as we celebrate as Catholics in the mass. Uh -huh. So he comes to us in the Eucharist. And so it's that sense of, okay, how do you make a home for the Lord? Because he arrives, he shows up. Yeah. Um, he is, he's present, he's with it, right? Emmanuel, right. God is with us. Right. And so do we actually live like that? So here it takes some four weeks, not only prepare to remember what he's done and celebrate the birth of Christ, but also he constantly is coming to us. And so it's this four weeks of an awareness of wow. he's here. He right. had, didn't abandon us. He sent us the Holy Spirit to be with us. And that Holy Spirit continues to bring his presence into our lives, his power into our lives, his healing, his mercy, wow. um, his love into our lives. And so are we numb to that? And that's one of the, I just love the pause yeah. of Advent. Yeah, so that's say, the okay. second come, not yeah, the second coming, second but coming. that's of the three. Because yep. I, I was like, <laughs> yes. where's he? how's he going to get three out of this? But the second one is every day. <laughs> It's every yeah, day. Yeah. Wow. And then the third, of course, is how when the Lord will come at the end of time. Yeah. And at, and so what, one of the things that I love about that is well, there's two things. One is yep, the Lord will come at the end of yeah. time, and He'll set all things right. That that we know that we have absolute faith, and we try to grow in that faith, right? Yeah. <laughs> that um, that all the injustice in the world will be made right, and all the pain in the world will be redeemed and will be taken away. And here, the Lord will actually the one he is the lord he is yeah. the one who has conquered death and sin that he will establish that his everlasting kingdom and he will come again so one of the things that i love to enter into about advent is okay i want to get ready for christmas because i i love christmas it's one of my favorite holidays um because of all the things that go around with it yeah i also i know that in my prayer on a daily basis i i just i don't want to miss the Lord showing up on a daily basis. Wow. I don't want to miss that. Um, cause he's always, he's always, you know, calling us. Yeah. But the third thing is, okay, so if I'm preparing for the end of time, what does that, what does that look like? And I would say, here's what I think, here's what I think when, cause I don't know, as Jesus said, no, none of us know right. when that will be. He does, none of us know when he'll come. But I do know that he is going to come in my lifetime. Either he's coming to me or I'm going <laughs> right, to Right, right. The end of my story is with him. It just right. it depends on right. who's traveling. Okay, okay. Yeah, exactly. And so with that, a couple of years ago, I started just this, having this uh, practice of, okay, what if I knew that December 25th, I would wake up dead? <gasps> Father Mike, I love this. And so here we go. This, this first Sunday of Advent coming up, you have a date. You, have, you know the day you're going to die. It's December 25th how do you live? Like, what do you yes. do? Because, because if we, if we, again, want to celebrate Christmas, that's beautiful. I want to recognize that he's present in my life. So necessary, but his second coming at the end of time or at the end of my time mm -hmm. is that's so off. It's so off in the future. It's yeah. so like, I can't even grasp it. But what if I knew that December 25th was the last day of my life? What would I do? What would wow. I do today? I mean, who would I forgive? Oh, who would gosh. I ask for forgiveness? Right. Um, when I went to pray, would I just kind of show up and pray? Or would I show up with like, okay, Lord, I, I, I'm going to see you soon. I need to know you. Gosh, I want to know you. I want to just hear your voice because um, pretty soon I'm going to be standing right in, 
in, under your gaze. Yeah. And so there's these these things, and it's not. Yeah, you know. So that's that's one of, that's one of the things I love. It's a time of preparation um, for these three comings of yeah. Christ, and that third one is the one that really rocks my heart. Yeah. I mean, the phrase uh, "What if I wake up dead on Christmas?" Is it like the most <laughs> joyful, the most like <laughs> holiday hallmarky? But I right. love the idea of. If Jesus comes back, if something, if there is a world where December 25th is the end of life as I know it, how do I want to live this Advent? Yeah. I mean, I say that to people a lot, Father Mike, about when God answers their prayers. What if you've been waiting to get pregnant and you get pregnant on Christmas? What if you've been waiting for that job or that spouse or that thing? And what do you want to do the last month before God does the thing you've wanted him to do? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's It's the same idea, right? It it totally is because it takes this... um, we all know intellectually that the most precious commodity we have is time. That's right. And yet very, very few of us live like that's true. Mm-hmm. We all know it. We all know we're not going to get a second back. Yeah. We're not going to get a heartbeat back. And yet so few of us live as if that's true, as yeah. if we actually know that. Yeah. And so to give yourself a kind of a deadline, literally, yeah. <laughs> boom, um, is, is Sorry, is everybody. Sorry. No, <laughs> It's, I think it's important. We need to reflect on yes. it. <laughs> is, but to have that is to say, um, okay, uh, I, there's time, here's, here's, a, here's a conviction I sometimes have. Um, so every morning we, um, we go into the chapel and we, we have like about an hour of prayer. And um, Like with students it's, it's, or just your staff? Yep. My, well, if, if, I'm, if, I'm, if it's summertime, it's just me. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's uh, school year, it's uh, students okay. and, and our focused missionaries and stuff like that. So we, we go in there. And so an hour or so of prayer. And then, um, you know, we have mass every day and other different prayers throughout the day. Um, but I know that I, can, I, I know if my relationship with the Lord is growing or if it's stagnant or receding, because it can't stay stagnant long either right. we're either growing or we're you know, uh, not <laughs> the opposite. Yeah. Um, is if I in the evening time go back into the chapel, or you know, not a lot, not a lot of people have chapels in their place where they live, right? So, or like your quiet place, or even yeah. just that. I know for myself, if I don't go into the chapel at night and just rest with the Lord and just mm-hmm. kind of reflect on His Word and um, what He's done for the course of that day and what He's moving, how He's moving in my heart, I know that uh, if I do that, I'm like, yeah. We're Lord. I'm. We're, we're yeah. cruising, Lord. We're yeah. we're moving. And if I don't, it's like, hmm, something's up. And I think about this. How often I say, oh yeah, this week, you know, I guess I didn't go in the chapel like three nights. Wow. Um, let's. Pa- I have to pause and say, wait, I'll never get those three nights back. Like those are. I I, I keep acting as if I have an unlimited qual quantity of these nights where I can go into a chapel and be with the Lord or even just go into my wherever prayer space and be yeah. with the Lord or even crack open my Bible and be with the Lord. Um, I don't, and I know I don't have an unlimited quantity of these nights and yet I kind of treat it like I do. Yeah. And so yeah. I like being convicted by that by saying, okay, on December 25th, I won't have any more of those options left. So yeah, I'm here I this is this is just me. Yeah. I know there's other people who are parents and they have other obligations, people that you're like, yeah, try to stay up after my kids go to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh but there's something okay. Yeah, I missed the nineteenth. Well, I will never get the nineteenth back. Mm. So maybe maybe it's okay if I just stop by and just quiet my heart and visit the Lord for ten minutes. Um, cause yeah, no, I don't want to, I don't want to, um, 
miss that chance. I don't, you know, what, you know what I mean? Yes. The seasons of the liturgical calendar, Advent, Lent, et cetera, do those help you focus on those evening opportunities? Like sometimes my brain needs short finish lines. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Any, yes, hundred percent. I'm so glad you even said it like that too, because there is sometimes, okay, for the rest of your life, then here's what you need to do. <laughs> right. Like, right. Were you to live past Christmas, you have right, to continue. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, keep it going. You did it right. for one month. Why not too? Right. Um, no, absolutely. I think that that helps me a ton because then I get to, I get permission to reassess because I think yeah. one of the things, what, the one ingredient for a really healthy prayer life is consistency. Mm. I think a lot of us, we put so much emphasis on intensity, um, right. which is fine, but I will say this and I'll say it again, consistency beats intensity every time. Yes, um, that's good. I can go into a prayer time for you know 40 minutes and just have an abundance of just like, okay, Lord, I love you, my heart's on fire, which is wonderful, it's a gift. Or I could show up 10 minutes a day for a yeah. week and you just showed up, I just showed up, I just showed up and I listened to your voice, Lord. I didn't feel anything, I showed up and I was distracted. Yeah. I showed up and I just, but just that consistency of showing up is so vitally important. So I am big proponent of consistency, but at the same time, have built in uh, seasons where you get to yeah. say, okay, that's what I did for the last you know, week, six weeks, whatever it was, last season. Let's reassess, yeah. was that helpful or do I need to change things? Mm. And I think that not only, I say keeps it fresh in some ways, yeah. but even more powerfully, it reminds me to listen to what the spirit is doing. It reminds me to listen and say, okay, I was just showing up. Wow, yeah. I was just checking a box. Yeah. Or, or that kind of prayer that someone had shared with me that was really powerful for them. I really, I mean, I believe that it's powerful, but it really wasn't helping me. I'm gonna go and do something else mm -hmm. in my prayer. And it gives us kind of a freedom to do that because um, some of, I don't know if you're a duty bound person, but some of us are like, yes. no, I need to do the thing. You yeah. know, I follow the rules. And yes. this is a rule that says you can change. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> you can, before you pick something else up, you can put the other thing down, but it's a really good thing. Yeah. You can put it down. Yes. It's okay. Even the 10 minutes is really helpful because for any of our friends who are going to observe Advent for the first time, you know, there's a mm -hmm. ton of Protestant churches who don't really talk about it as a season yeah. more than just the Sundays when some cute family comes up and lights a candle in front of everybody, <laughs> yes. right? And so I I think it I think it's really hopeful to hear you say like, hey, if you can take 10 minutes and read or 10 minutes and listen in the evenings yeah. or 10 minutes, that is all it takes to get into a rhythm. Because my correct me if I'm wrong, my theory in my life has been if I get into a good rhythm, three days, it may be just a rhythm that I'm doing. And on the fourth day, I either need it more than I did the other three, or God has yeah. something really profound for me that I wouldn't have found if I wouldn't have had the first three days. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah, absolutely. And Advent always feels like such a, a good invite in for me and for my friends of like, hey, you're already going to celebrate Christmas. Why don't you dig a little deeper for these four weeks? Yeah, yeah. And it's also... So um, something about me, Annie, is that I don't like surprises. Okay, noted, <laughs> so, noted. So um, so when people think, oh, wouldn't it be great in a couple of years, two years, two years, in two years, I'll turn 50. Um, and uh, like, maybe I'll have a surprise party. Like, please don't. I, <laughs> please, I, everyone, no, nobody do that. That would just, it would, you'd ruin my day. Uh -huh. I mean, because there's some, because many reasons. One is because I probably have something else planned. When someone's like, hey, surprise, we're here. Like, okay. <laughs> I was going to be doing five other things right. and I love you very much. But the other reason is because 
I think kind of like, okay, you know, you know, the anticipation of suffering is sometimes worse than the suffering itself. Yeah. Likewise, the anticipation of joy is sometimes amplified, yes. uh, amplifies the actual experience of joy itself. That's right. Uh, the, the anticipation, get the getting ready for the celebration yeah. is part of the celebration. Yes. Um, again, that's why I say it. So it sounds like I'm a, uh, what you know, party pooper if I don't like surprises. <laughs> what I really all. mean is I want to look forward to your visit. Yeah, like I want to look yeah. forward to you being here. And Advent gives us that chance to, wow. again, not celebrate. This is the, this is the, the double-edged sword. Not to celebrate Christmas before Christmas is here, but to enter into the preparation yeah. for the celebration of Christmas yeah. uh, before Christmas is here. Uh, that's that, that's one of the things that like people in my line of work uh, <laughs> um, uh, oftentimes complain about is like, oh my gosh, people are, by the time people celebrate Christmas, start celebrating Christmas so early that by the time December 24th, 25th rolls around, they're just tired they're of it and they want to put it, yeah. everything away. They want to get over it and move on to the next thing. Right. As opposed to let's enter into the preparation for the celebration, yes. um, which leads us to a place of, okay, now on the day, like I, I'm not tired of this. I'm ready for it. Yes, yes. Hey friends, just taking a quick break from this conversation to tell you about another one of our amazing partners, The Chosen. Okay, so if you follow me on Instagram, you saw how much our team loved getting to see the first two episodes of season three in the theater. Y'all, it is so good. If you're not familiar, The Chosen is a series of shows based on the Gospels. It's an incredible visual retelling of the story of Jesus's life. The first two seasons have been out for a while, and just this past Friday, season three released into theaters. So your Thanksgiving weekend plans are sorted out. The theme of season three is from Matthew 11, verse 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Season three picks up right where season two left off, and Jesus delivers the Sermon on the Mount. And then we get to see how things start to pick up. The group of people following Jesus and the group who are upset by his teaching are both growing and both getting riled up in different ways. But in the midst of all this craziness, Jesus brings peace and rest. Isn't that just what he does? So you can go see episodes one and two of season three in theaters right now, and then be on the lookout for episodes as they start releasing for free in the chosen app before Christmas. And you can head over to our YouTube and see me get to tour Capernaum, well, the set of Capernaum that they have built for the chosen. So where these episodes episodes are being filmed, you get to see the behind the scenes. So go check that out. And for more information about seeing these two episodes in theaters, visit thechosentickets.com. Again, that's thechosentickets.com for all the info. And I want to tell you about one last incredible partner, ButcherBox. I know lots of our friends really get into the Black Friday shopping fun, and that's just not my ministry, but I love it for y'all. I love it for y'all who love it. And if you'd rather grab those good deals and good eats from the comfort of your couch like I would, then may I direct your attention to the fact that ButcherBox has amazing deals year-round. But this Black Friday, your search for amazing deals on high-quality protein ends with ButcherBox. ButcherBox takes the guesswork out of finding high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust. It's a 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. It's all humanely raised, no antibiotics or added hormones. And y'all, it is just so convenient. Get what you want delivered right to your doorstep. They offer free shipping for the continental U.S. and no surprise fees. You get to choose from a variety of box plan options, from curated to customized, and change your plan whenever you want. You are the boss. 
These are high-quality cuts that aren't always available at the grocery store, and ButcherBox offers them at an amazing value. They have exclusive member deals, so you can save big on your favorite cuts. And just in case you need them, they're going to give you recipe inspiration, guides, tips, and hacks. Some are even personalized, so you can cook up mouth-watering meals. I just don't have enough of the extremely good words to say about how amazing the bacon that I got from ButcherBox is. Good bacon makes any meal better, am I right? And convenient, affordable, delicious bacon delivered to my house. Okay, just call me a happy Annie. This Black Friday, ButcherBox is offering our friends one of their best steak deals. So get two 10-ounce ribeyes free in every box for a whole year when you join, plus an additional $10 off. So sign up today at butcherbox.com TSF and use the code TSF. That's free ribeyes for a year, plus $10 off at butcherbox.com TSF with the code TSF. And now back to finish up our conversation with Father Mike. So in the Catholic calendar, and the, are the candles still hope, peace, love, joy? That's you know it's really interesting because I would say that uh, there, yes, yes, and? <laughs> and yes, and I had to look that up. <laughs> oh, really? Y'all don't say it? <laughs> yeah. So um, I it was one of those situations where I'm like, oh yeah, um, but, no, because because we'll follow. Uh, the the readings for any given Sunday are going to be the, there's a three year cycle so right uh, a b year a b and c and um but they they follow the same theme and so I don't necessarily think of uh of the of hope and peace and joy and love as much as I think okay the first week first candles written and we always read from the some of the prophecies about how the Messiah would come. Yeah, because another thing the come. internet said is it's called the prophecy candle, the hope yes, candle. Yes, yeah, exactly. <gasps> so were you like prophecy, shepherd, angel? Did y'all say those things? <laughs> um, it's That's a great, we could. The internet um, said that it, to it, me too. It said the other option for the candles was like the prophecy candle and the angel this, candle and the shepherd candle. But I was like, that right, must be, here's what I did. That must be Catholic. That's not Protestant. No, it, that's what I thought. Then there is something in there because there is the, um, there's like the prophecy candle, the Bethlehem candle, yeah, Bethlehem the shepherd's candle, candle angel's candle. Um, at the same time, it's like, what again, what I focus on is um, those are great ways to have, have a little hook yeah. to hook your, like, here's what you're kind of reading about. Yeah. But I, I, I sometimes as a preacher on ad, in Advent, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, when are we going to get to um, John the Baptist and yeah. the story of, you know, Angel Gabriel coming to Mary. Um, and it's like, well, yeah, that's that's week three. Like, ah, oh, come right, on. Right. <laughs> um, week three and four. And the first couple weeks are typically, let's go back to the Old Testament. This, and, and this is so grateful. I'm, I'm grateful for it, but I'm also sometimes frustrated. Yeah. Right? It's that um, it starts out by say, talking about here, what are the promises of the Lord? Like, what are the mm. promises of God? And and that, that part is the Old Testament. Right. And it gets fulfilled in these stories of John the Baptist and the angel Gabriel appearing to Mary. Um, But until then it's, it's like, okay, we, but we, we can't discard the old and and the new can't be fulfillment unless it's fulfillment of the old. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of a a big piece. Yeah. One of the things we're going to talk about through Advent is almost treating hope, peace, love, and joy, like gifts God's given us at Christmas Mm -hmm. to take with us into next year. And so will you talk a little bit about how an Advent rhythm can set us up for 2023? Oh yeah, for sure. I, um, oh man, 
wow, how an Advent rhythm can set us up for 2023. That is wonderful. <laughs> I love when I stump you. And that's the kindness you say back to me. That's wonderful. <laughs> I don't know. You didn't prep me for that, Annie. Well, because I think I think there's an element too where we kind of like we were just talking about where um, it's okay for this season. Yeah. I'm going to get into this rhythm of showing up and I'm get, getting to this rhythm of um, listening to the Lord's voice in a particular way. And that's yeah. one of the great things I about uh, a shorter as I said, liturgical season, yeah. um, because there's a lot of materials out there that say, right. okay, here's a journey through Advent. Um, and the, the the company I work with, Ascension Press, um, they have a every year for the last four or five years, they put out this kind of like, hey, just walk with us. And yeah. so they did something like, you know, a journey through Advent, like with, with Joseph. Yeah. And uh, journey through Advent with Mary. And this kind of like, and it gives us, takes this big, big concept of, of the Christian life and of Advent and makes it like, okay, here, here's an individual, here's mm -hmm. a person that yeah. just walk with them and kind of like just enter into the season with them. Yeah. Um, so that is very helpful. Mm -hmm. The challenge is going to be this, the challenge is going to be if you have something like, I don't know, the that sounds fun Advent edition podcast. Certainly. Um, and that is your, that's your, your go-to for Advent. The question is going to be, okay, after Advent, Here's the Christmas season. Yeah. I found something that was really a helpful tool to walk with me during this time. But now I don't have a tool anymore. Yeah. So what what is the thing that I can have in my hands or have in my ears and just keep walking? Um, that's going to be the big challenge, I think, for a lot of people who are on this journey. Yeah. At the same time, to know that ahead of time is to be prepared. That's right. Um, so... Yeah, they, luckily there's things like you reading the Bible that they can immediately <laughs> like that, hold hands know? with into the new year. <laughs> and I haven't even told you this, but I'm going to read the Gospels next year in a month. Oh, you are? Yeah. That I'm is gonna awesome. I'm going to do the Gospels okay. on the podcast in 30 days. Are you going to start in January? Yeah, or when are you January. Oh, perfect. Then people, okay. So they can do the Bible listening. with you. They can do the Gospels with me. I mean, it is, it is before you let go of the rhythm you're in, grab yes, hold of the next exactly. rhythm. Yeah. That's what I have to do. No, that's exactly it. Because yeah. that's that's the big fear is the people who are journeying with you over Advent. That was wonderful. What do I do now? Yeah. And you're giving them the, oh, what a great gift. That's what, that's I mean, awesome. that, that's what I need too. Okay. <laughs> speaking of Joseph, I read a devotional yesterday that we don't have a single word Joseph ever said. Yeah. You are. Yeah. He's talk about that. Joseph. We don't know a well, single word Joseph right said. What? Oh, is that him? Cartoon Joseph. Yeah. There he is. <laughs> I didn't recognize him. I've never seen his picture before. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. artist rendering. Here yes. Yes. Have. So, what what do you think about that? I mean, it's one of the most faithful characters in all of Scripture. Yeah. I think I'm a I'm a big fan of yeah, Joseph no, I, of Joseph and Mary, but no words from him. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's really it's there is so much to learn from that to gather from that and to realize. Okay, so what can I learn from Joseph's silence? Yes. Um, especially <laughs> as someone who talks a lot, what can I learn yeah, from Joseph's did. silence and his obedience? You know, there, there yes. are, um, there are a number, I, even back in the early church, there were a number of different theories of why, <clears throat> of why Joseph, um, or the angel had to appear to Joseph to say, do not be afraid to take Mary really? in your, into your home. Um, and because he didn't say anything about it, we don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, all it says is because he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided yeah. to divorce her quietly. And you're like, okay, what, what, is, what does all that mean? And, and sometimes people believe uh, that it kind of what I think maybe we assume, which is, well, yeah, he 
was suspicious. I mean, here's this woman you're betrothed to, and she right. is pregnant, pregnant. <laughs> and you and you uh, know that you're not the father, mm -hmm. uh, so you're suspicious, but you also want to be a righteous man, but unwilling to expose her to shame. You know, so um, that could be that could be part of it. Another actual from the early, I mean, gosh, second century maybe at this point, um, theory was that Joseph believed her, and that he actually believed that um, when she said he's he knew her character. Yeah. And he knew that um, she'd be telling the truth. I mean, it's a small town, Nazareth, but at yeah. the time of Joseph and Mary, it was what, 300 people, something like this. Oh my gosh. Um, that he actually believed when she said the Holy Spirit, the angel Gabriel appeared to me. And he was like, I, I'm i not worthy. I can't do that. Um, and he was afraid. And so here's wow. the angel Gabriel says, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. Um, and so there's, I, we don't know. I love it, that but it's so something, much. It's, I think it's, it's worth praying about because... There is that sense of like, I don't trust you, so I'm willing to, wanting to divorce you. There also could be, no, I trust you, but I, I can't do this. I don't have what it takes. Um, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Father Mike. That makes me so love him all the more. That makes me love Joseph all yeah. the more. And again, we don't know, but these are just theories. And they're not like recent theories. Sometimes the recent theories are like, well, okay, sure. But right. others are like, no, these are people who, from the very beginning of the story, were like, wait a second. Yeah. Maybe he actually knew that it she was telling the truth yes. and he was like me who would say, Oh, I am sorry. Yeah. I can't do this because yeah. <laughs> it's too much. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. Any final encouragement for any of our friends, Catholic or Protestant who are thinking about stepping into Advent for the first time? Oh, it hundred percent is it's going to be consistency beats intensity every time. Yes. It's just like the Bible in a year. It was just, just keep pressing play. Yeah, like just just have that. Um, the first, like you mentioned, Annie, the first three days are like, okay, I'm making this, this decision. Uh, by the time you get the fourth, fifth day, actually, after the the weekend is going to be kind of maybe a challenge. Yeah, you got your rhythm of the days and whatnot, and then kind of the days get kind of messed up a little bit because of the weekend or because of uh, Christmas parties or whatever yeah. the kind of things are happening. But just to be able to say, don't be discouraged by. Uh, by those days, I as always just say, the hardest day to pray, hardest day to read your Bible is the day after the day you don't read your Bible. <laughs> that's or exactly the day after right. the day you don't uh, pray. And so just, but that day, that's the day you need to press play. That's, that's the day right. you need to show up and uh, just reset, restart. Yeah, that's great. You're never done. Um, okay, so today's Thanksgiving when everybody's hearing us. So yes. uh, happy Thanksgiving to you. I'm very Thank thankful you. for you. Um, okay, the last question we always ask, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, Father Mike. Tell me what is sounding fun to you these days. If you say CrossFit, oh, you man. can't say CrossFit. That was last year's answer. Okay. So I just was in a competition a couple weeks ago. Oh, though. my that gosh. Really Were you fun. really, though? Yeah, it was really my, I Did you win? A team of four people. We didn't win. We didn't place like where, where we wanted to, but we, our effort was good. But um, the I team count. was two guys, two girls, and one of the girls was my older sister, and she's just a beast. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, it's always so much fun. Okay. What what um, do for fun? Well, so on Thanksgiving Day, I am so grateful because – Typically for uh, parish priests, they are in their parish and they yeah. get to have to do all this stuff in the morning and they maybe can zip away at, at night to be with you know their extended family um, because I am on an academic calendar still. Oh, right. Um, yeah, I, I get to be with my family and yeah. I just get to like spend the entire day and the day after and the day after. So fr Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, just with my uh, siblings and my, my parents and my nieces and nephews. And I just, I love it so much. It yeah. is... It is uh, just an incredible gift, and I just, they're awesome. And um, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty fun for me. Yeah, I agree. Um, anything we didn't say that you want to make sure we say? 
Oh, wow. Okay. Well, also I did mention that, uh, it's two two points of uh, Advent. One is preparation. The other is penance. Yeah. Um, but the penance is meant to be oriented towards preparation. And so that sense of like, what am I willing to go without so that I, my heart's more free to, oh, to, to love? What am I willing to do as a kind of a taking on a, taking on a burden on myself so that I can be more prepared? And so uh, sometimes people make arbitrary penances in the sense of it has no connection whatsoever to right. your actual growth or your actual life. It's just, I'm going to give up sweets. Like, okay, if that's something that's been keeping you away from the Lord, then wonderful. Right. But if it would, it'd make more sense to say, okay, um, I, uh, I don't know, something, something else, something that's more that you realize this is an area where I know the Lord's calling me to grow. Okay. What's some kind of, I don't want to say challenge, but what's something yeah, like less time on I social can, media, maybe something that right. where you make more yeah. time in your day. Right, right. Yeah. And it could even be something like, okay, I'm going to substitute this podcast, this other podcast for this That's on Fun Advent podcast because I don't have it all the time. Actually, you know what? I'm not even going to listen to that one all of December. Um, I'll listen. I'll start listening maybe again in January. Yeah, but for this month, I'm just going to not listen to that. So I have room now in my life yeah. for the, uh, the Advent preparation. Man, the interesting thing is it sounds like for Advent preparation, so penance, penance leads to preparation and then for lent it's a little bit reversed right yeah it, it's very similar so we, we we see both of those seasons as uh both both it's both our seasons of preparation and both are seasons technically of, of penance as well so it's a i made a video once about how i was like advent really isn't a season of penance and i got some people mad at me um <laughs> not, that, that's not true they they wanted to also point out that well Technically, it also mm. kind of is, but I can see your point. They were very kind. <laughs> I, I mean, were they very kind, Father Mike, or were they? I in, I choose to interpret their words as being very kind. You're such. A I good think whenever person. you lead someone to a deeper sense of truth, a deeper awareness of truth, that is a kindness. That's a kindness. Clarity is kindness. You win. Oh, you guys, isn't he just the best? We're so lucky to be friends with Father Mike. What a gift he is. One of my all-time favorite pastors in my life. I just think the world of him. So let's all be sure to follow him on social media. Tell him thanks for being back with us and helping us usher in Advent. Remember that all the details about our Advent series, which starts on Sunday, are at AnnieFDowns.com slash Advent. And remember, you can watch this conversation with Father Mike there as well. If you want not just to listen, if you want to watch it, it's also at AnnieFDowns.com slash Advent. And if you're subscribed to the podcast, the daily episodes, Monday through Friday, will start dropping in your free. But first, we'll drop in here on Sunday to start Advent. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Well, not this weekend because I'll be very occupied chasing my nephew around and hanging out with people I love and enjoying a pause to be grateful. But usually you can find me, Annie F. Downs, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home. Eat some green bean casserole and do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. And today, what sounds fun to me? Yeah, being with my family. I can't wait. Y'all have a great Thanksgiving weekend. Watch a lot of football. Do a little turkey trot. Whatever you love to do this weekend, I hope you get to do it. We'll see you back here on Sunday as we light the first candle of Advent and step into our first week of the Advent series focused on hope. Oh, y'all, I cannot wait. Happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you back here on Sunday.